are members of Chuck Buxbaum's environmental science class at Sandia Prep. At the start of the year, our teacher posed a question. Could we learn ecology by avoiding the classroom and lectures and notes and instead understand ecosystems by exploring and experimenting in the field? We started our experience by going out to the field to observe wildlife in our in action in our study site, the Sandia Prep campus. We observed dragonflies, bees, lizards, PE classes, beetles, trees and grass, and most importantly, ants. After several days of field observations, we developed questions. Back in the classroom, we met in groups to answer these questions by formulating hypotheses. To find reasonable hypotheses, we consulted experts by watching videos and listening to guest speakers. We brought in Melanie Moses, a UNM computational biologist, and some of us also visited um, Sandra Brantley, a UNM entomologist to help us ID our ant species. We watched video of Harvard's E.O. Wilson and a TED Talk by Deborah Gordon of Stanford and a report on Matthias Whitlinger of the University of Ulm. These presentations gave examples of the work we could study and also insight into the works of these professional scientists. We read articles to back up our hypotheses and delved into the science behind our ideas. We studied the concepts of ecological niches and researched the niches of our species of ants in our campus ecosystem. Some of us researched behavioral ecology and biodiversity. Others studied food webs and trophic pyramids and uh, nutritional biochemistry, while others studied the principles of ecological competition to better understand uh, the science we uh, were about to engage in. Our next step was to write proposals that would put these diff different ecological principles to the test. In groups of three or four, we submitted detailed research proposals, which were reviewed by our teacher, and after several revisions, we set out to perform our experiments. Set up one, set up two. Set up one, we have two ants. Across from each other in the cup, and then we observe them. Just from our research. Um, and then we're also going to be mixing uh, sand with the uh, liquid, which is uh, crystal, because we want all the substances like these two. We don't really have like a method for doing that, or, like measuring aggressiveness or anything yet. We're working on it. We're going to measure it between these two, and then between. We, our experiments tested hypotheses that require different experimental designs. In some, we fed ants different types of foods. In others, we combined ants of different colonies or ants of different species and enclosures. In others, we examined the diversity of ants and other arthropods on different species of trees. We identified our independent variables and our dependent variables. We structured our experiments to keep them simple and consistent with varying degrees of success. Some variables such as weather or time of day in our school's rotating schedule could not be controlled. Here are some scenes from our field research efforts. The fat, but the 
little ants are. Why? Okay. I don't know. Oh. Huh. Stuff. What are they doing? They're uh, scouting out the food. For the shitty control variable is sand to see what the differences are, see how the ants will respond to the sand and then the Crisco with the sand to see the differences. Brian. Yeah. What would you say the ants are doing? Uh, moving really slowly towards the food. Why are they moving so slow? Because it's early in the morning and it's cold and it's in the shade. Thank you, sir. Ark, right? Shadows in there. <laughs> no, it's okay. Alright, so here we are, day two. And first off, and we switched around the food, so each anthill gets a different set of food. Alright, so that's done. Second day. That, that concludes day two. Where's the answer? Today is October 1st. And about three o'clock, and we are just replicating um, our experiment. We've done it once already with all of the species and mixed them with and without food. So now we're just doing it again to make sure our data is accurate. And right now we're doing tree ant versus tree ant. Hey, how's it going? So, what we're doing here is we're observing ants in our enclosure using this ethogram to measure their behavior. So far, with these harvester ants from different colonies, there has been little uh, interaction between the ants. They seem to want to avoid each other. There have only been <laughs> only been a couple instances of uh, uh, contact, but so far they have few and far between. After collecting the data, we had to do several things with it, including calculating averages, standard deviations, and creating graphs to represent our data. The averages allowed us to see the big picture of our results, while standard deviation helped us account for error in the experiment. Calculating standard deviation gives us a sense of how much we can rely on the data we collected. Most of our experiments, our results were very inconclusive. This may likely be attributed to the fact that we did not have enough time to collect sufficient data to draw any real conclusion from. Our experiments had a lot of error and weren't specific enough to come to a certain conclusion about the experiment. Although our tests may not have brought conclusive evidence about ants, they did bring a progressive understanding of the process that scientists go through when um, they are researching a hypothesis. 
scientists and students throughout the world share in this process. Our experiments exposed us to the world of real research. We understand ecology because we are ecologists. And we learn the importance of statistics and how to interpret data, which transcends science experiments and applies to all aspects of education. Thank you.